Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, how was Hawaii? Jeremy, Hawaii was amazing. <laughs> and I am very sad that I'm not currently in Hawaii. I'm, I'm happy because we should actually be able to get on a somewhat regular recording schedule once again. And everyone, <laughs> hopefully, let's all fingers crossed, hope that you guys are no longer going, will an episode show up this week or will an episode not show up this week? Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's... I think that's about the only good part because, you know, now I have to be back at work. Now I'm back in wearing, you know, uh, jeans and, and having to wear shoes instead of shorts and, and flip flops. And I can't just go out to the beautiful blue ocean and go, you know, kick off my sandals and walk in the sand. Yeah, this is, this isn't great. This isn't great, but you know what? <laughs> I'm back. So it is what it is, and I will I will cherish the memories of Kauai and and deal with the, the frozenness that apparently is back on its way once more over here. Yep. Oh, we just we just hit forty. So we're we're steadily decreasing. Yep, it's forty one over here. here which in you, Central which you Texas. know what? Uh, the thing is though, for a lot of people they're like, Wow, what a heat wave you guys have coming right. through. So I know we could have it worse, but I was. I think I last was, winter it got down to forty once, but yeah, we were running the AC last winter. Yeah, exactly. And and I was just in a place where you know the lows were maybe in the morning, maybe it got into the upper fifties for just a little while, but you know most of the time you were in the mid to lower seventies. Didn't even have to run an air conditioner; just left the windows open and a fan going. That's awesome. Just get that sea breeze through. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But anyway. Well, is, welcome back to real life. This is not missing jerk. missing the Hawaii as much as uh, I might be missing the Hawaii right now. It is missing <laughs> the mouse. So I suppose we should actually get on to topics and, and, and try to be positive about it. Jeremy, yeah. let's try to be positive about our topics tonight. Okay. Yes. This first topic um, I want to discuss. And I promise you and everyone listening that I am going to be as okay as I can. But uh, I guess it's going to be difficult because, okay, Disney just announced that for $50 per person per day, guests who are staying in eligible rooms, which means club level, can purchase a thing called Theme Park Extra that is a bunch of different benefits, uh, including three additional Fast Pass Plus selections per day, which is on top of the three you already get. So that would give these people six Fast Pass Plus selections per day. The ability to reserve their three additional Fast Passes in more than one park. So instead of being locked into one park, you can make them in other parks. Um, okay. A booking window of 90 days for these three additional Fast Pass Plus selections, which I think is different because you get 90 days already, right, for Fast Pass and 60 for food. Right, okay. 
but to have a three to have an additional fast pass you have to make it the day of so after you burn through your after three, you, after you've burned through it, yeah. well is it after you burn through all three or at least yeah no it's all three that's yeah, right. you have to go through <laughs> your initial selections. It's been too long since I've, had to, since I've had to try to game <laughs> that system, so yeah. And and so you get to, you can basically make six FastPass Plus selections per day um, three months ahead. And then, and I guess that means that your travel agent could also do that through their back end and get you, you know, the better selection. Okay, but, oh, wait, wait, wait. What? So, sorry, real-time follow-up here. I am looking at the Disney, because I, I was thinking... Maybe those numbers weren't quite right. Yeah, it's uh, 60 days for FastPass Plus. So and 90 for food? Uh, no, I think it's, I think, isn't it like six months for food? It's something ridiculous for food. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's 90. I feel like it's like six months. Uh, huh. But yeah, yeah. So that's, so essentially you get 30 more days to make your FastPass Plus 30 hmm. days before anybody else would be able to make it. Uh, with that booking window, because yeah, Disney is showing that it's 60 days, uh, for fast pass plus if you're staying at a Disney resort, of course, otherwise right. 30 days. Right. And then the last perk is per one preferred viewing location for a nighttime spectacular per day. So basically preferred viewing every day for whatever nighttime show you want. I'm not going to go through all the different rooms uh, because there's or all the different resorts. There it is. They're all club level. Pretty much, for, it's, pretty much it's all the expensive rooms yeah, it's, at all the it's deluxe all, resorts, right? It's all deluxe resorts with, at the most expensive tier is what okay. it is. Cabins, bungalows, club level, presidential suites, governor suites, like all those. Okay. And, and, then, and then they're like, oh, and by the way, for an extra 50... Like, what is an extra $50 when you're spending $1,500 a night? Sure. Or, you know, well, and I guess, you know, for, for six people, it's an extra 300 But what's an extra right. $300 when you're spending $1,500 a night on your room? <sighs> All right. Now you're going to try. Now, now you're going to be positive about this, right? Let me now through through let, clenched teeth. Let me hear this. Let me hear the spin on it. And again, now let's <laughs> let's all note that because Brad has just come back, Brad ha- has been totally oblivious to the news. All I get is a text message. I want to say yesterday or the day before <laughs> from you, and it's like, ugh, confirmed. This is this is going on, and I and this is my first time actually hearing what all this involves. I'm not too ecstatic by, about it, but you said you were going to have to try to have a positive take on this. So let's let's hear the positive take through Clinch. Okay, team. let's travel back in time to preferred parking. We had a discussion. And it's I'm going to basically rehash the feelings that we had during that discussion because I feel the same. I don't have a huge problem with these perks. Three more fast passes is fine. Um, the preferred viewing location for nighttime spectaculars, I, I think that's the worst one because that's going to fill up preferred viewing a lot faster for people and and probably reduce the number of fast passes available. Um I don't I don't like this, but what I dislike much more is the f- the idea of this. The f- philosophical idea of letting people pay to get more fast passes and to get a better experience because my favorite one of my favorite things about Disney was that all of the theme park perks were equal. You could pay more to get a better hotel. 
You could pay more, you know, to get a better meal. But everything in the theme parks was equal. Everybody got three fast passes. And everybody had to wait in the same line. And if you wanted to fast pass a a nighttime show, that was one less ride you could fast pass. And I feel like that worked. Because although, if you look, fast pass has made standby lines longer, I feel like that was a good way to make sure that, like, yes, a lot of people are going to care about preferred viewing for wishes, or, um, sorry, happily ever after. But that means they can only fast pass two things during the day, because there's just not going to be a fast pass available in the afternoon for a spectacular that night. So I, I talked to the people I work with about this, because they are not, they are not, Disney people or or theme park people. You you tried to find really. some non fanatics. Yes, to poll about this. And so, one of the guys was saying that he went to Bush Gardens, and last time he went to Bush Gardens, he bought like Bush Gardens Unlimited Pass Plus or Unlimited Park Pass Plus or whatever something. that whatever it's called. I can't remember what it was called, but and he said he tried to go in and not pay the extra money. But he he said it's impossible to have a good time uh, without paying for it because everybody buys it. Everybody just builds that you know whatever it was thirty nine ninety nine into their day, and everybody so buys it. And so basically, so, that's actually the new normal, right? Right. That's the baseline, and it's it's you're at a, like a severe disadvantage if you don't go and purchase that. And that is what I worry about happening: is that all of this stuff. You know, $50 per person per day seems like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, it's it's really not. Like you were saying, if you're paying, you know, $1,500 a night, what's an extra, I don't know, 200 bucks? So I, so I just found that it does require a three-day minimum purchase. Yeah, but everybody gets three days. Well, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is a family of four is out a minimum of $600 to add this on. Uh, I misread that. I thought it meant a three-day stay. It says I thought, I thought that was referring to how long guest, you were There staying. is a three-day minimum purchase requirement for the theme park extra. So, yeah, I think to me that reads that. Uh, and, and, yeah, maybe there's some clarification that will be necessary there. But to, the, to me, that means you've got to buy at least three days worth of this thing. Um, so, I mean, I see your point if you were, if you were doing one day what's $200, but what's $600, even if you're staying for, you know, if you've got a seven day stay in a $200 room, which again, uh, which it's impossible, right? None of these rooms are anywhere near that. Again, when I, some people are not a, that's not a good, some people thought that I was joking when I said, no, no, go look at what a club level room will cost. That $1,500 is not Brad being crazy. I'm not saying that you can't get it for less in some place, but I mean, I feel like the last time I looked at the Polynesian, you know, because don't we all do that? Like where you, you, you like dream if I could stay anywhere, like I would stay at the yeah. Polynesian club level because I yeah. think that would be so amazing or out in the bungalows or whatever. And yeah, $1,300, $1,500 a night. That's legitimately uh, what, what you're looking at to stay in those places. And, you know, I I think it's weird to me because. What you found to be the biggest thing, which is the preferred viewing, is the least important to me. And really, and my my thought process behind that is they already sell preferred viewing for nighttime spectaculars. It's called the dining package, mm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. because if I 
if I spend a certain amount of money, you know, and Nancy and I even went and did that the last time uh, we went to Animal Kingdom because we got the dining package at Tiffin's. So we got dinner at Tiffin's and at the end they give us the, the little tickets and we go, you know, and everybody else is waiting in the super long lines and we walk up to this much, much shorter line and hand them our little ticket and they let us go in our little area and we go and sit down. So, you know, whereas other people were sitting there queuing up an hour and a half, two hours, you know, it's basically that was a paid fast pass to some extent. Um, and so it's not the reason that it's not as big of a deal to me is, you know, because they're already doing it. Yeah, I guess I guess my my thought on that is this will reduce the number of fast passes available unless they're also embiggening the preferred viewing location, which then lessens the places where you can if you want to watch it from really you know because right now less preferred yeah yeah well well because right now there are still good spots available that aren't preferred viewing will more good spots turn into preferred viewing spots um so that if you really want the you know this optimal spot like i i don't know though at the same time i don't see them ever taking the entire hub and turning that into preferred viewing for happily ever after you know i just don't yeah. I don't think that's a physical possibility. Um, you know, don't get me. Disney could definitely prove me wrong on that, but I don't think that something like that is going to happen. So preferred viewing, uh, again, I, I feel like they've already been selling that. And even the, the, so the three additional fast passes does annoy me because again, like you said, it becomes paid fast passes. Honestly, looking at it, as soon as I saw that the that the normal booking window is 60 days in advance, the 90 day in advance booking window for the additional fast passes, uh, that's what bugs me. That is the uh, of all of these things. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but that's the thing that bugs me the most, because you know, I know, especially during, you know, peak times, like people are are online the night of that 60th day because they know you've got to get in fast if you want to get uh what uh flights of passage or seven dwarfs mine train or right. you know what whatever those those top tier attractions and now suddenly 90 days out the elite are going to be able to go and book these top tier attractions so you're going to get on you know it's it's kind of like like when you get on ticketmaster for a huge concert right and you're there like right as it opens and there's no tickets available or, you know, or heck that's Disney dining. If you want to sit at Cinderella's <laughs> Royal table, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, be, because there's only because that is so much, so much less available. And I don't think this is going to get rid of the availability, but that uh, again, and, and I know that it's weird that that's the thing that I take the biggest issue with, but eh, it is kind of, but at the same time, I mean, I will give Disney credit for attempting to le and, and let's let me let me just make something really clear. When Jeremy and I say that we're giving Disney credit or we're trying to be positive about this, I don't think either one of us is happy about this. So don't don't mistake this for I just don't like hearing somebody gripe for an entire podcast episode. Right. So I don't want to be the person griping to you for an entire podcast episode. Right. No, this um, is in it's infuriating is is too strong a word, but it's close. It it yeah. really makes me upset that this is now a way like a legitimate way to buy more fast passes. It, it burns your biscuits a little. Yeah. But but again, for right now anyway, it is pretty limited because 
there aren't a lot of all of even all of those rooms. That's a very small number of rooms. So this is open to a very select group of people. And it's worth notice note not noticing, noting that this is being billed, at least from the places that I've seen, as a pilot program. Yeah. Which sure. the uh you know, the what what were the buses called? Uh <laughs> um what were those called? The ones that went between yeah, yeah. the parks? Between the parks. Uh, that ruined everyone's day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, those, were a, those yeah. were a pilot program. Um, the, the cabanas. The cabanas were a pilot. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, we've seen these. We've seen, but at the same time, preferred parking, also a pilot program that is, as far as I know anyway, still around to this day. And is right. now a permanent part. So it was express transportation, right? There you go, express transportation. Um, so yeah, some of these things are going to stick around. Some of them won't, and uh, it doesn't. It doesn't make me any happier about any of this stuff. But at the same time, again, Disney is a business. Disney's Disney sees an opportunity to make more money, and they're taking advantage of it. And it. It annoys me, but it doesn't really surprise me because yeah. Disney is a business. And I think I think there are times when we tend to uh, romanticize Absolutely. Walt, the Walt Disney Company to the point where we see them as, oh, well, they love us and they care. They love my money. They care about my money. Right. Uh, and, and that's, you know, I, I think it's just when you when you begin to notice that, when you feel like maybe that isn't the case, when you see something like, fast pass or you see you know all of the perks that actually come with uh whatever you get when you when when you get something like this that becomes a stark reminder that yes they are a business it it's it's frustrating so anyway yeah, yeah if you're if you're wondering why uh after january 12th when this starts so what that's january march april and, you know if you're if you're wondering why anytime after april and you get on like the night of and you're 60 days out and there are no fast passes available for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Flights of Passage. This is the reason why. Right. And and the thing is, dude, like you could book now. And uh, I'm gonna link to the WW Magic uh, article because that's the one that I found. Uh, they say that the three additional fast passes uh, can be booked up to 90 days in advance, which makes me wonder, like. Are the initial fast passes also part of that, or is it doesn't it just, sound like it? Yeah, it sounds like just the other three are available you, for that. Yeah, you get your three plus fast passes. But still, if you have if you have Park Hopper, like, are is there even going to be a limit? Like, this really confuses so many things because how does the A and B stuff work? Right, right. Like, can I suddenly book flights of passes, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and Soren? With with all three, you know, because technically that doesn't, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they said, no, you can't book Flights of Passage and River, Blue right. River People, whatever that one's Na- called. Navi River Journey? There you go. I like Blue <laughs> River People better, but yes. Uh, if you can't do Flights and the, the River Journey at the same time, because that would disobey the rules, but I can go and book the other Epcot A-level attraction, Soren. That you know in their right. in their whole A B thing and kind of get around that and then suddenly you've got all three top you know and and you're gonna have three days worth of this stuff so like do you even have to wait in a standby line if you have this thing 
because you because you've booked all your top tier attractions and the other stuff is easy to get on a fast pass especially if you're like 60 days out Mm -hmm. and like you said the other thing is that the people who will be buying this i think in a lot of cases aren't going to be the people who are getting this for themselves their uh travel agent or whatever is going to be the one and you can guarantee the travel agent will be on there at that time because you the person who Anybody who wants to pay me to book your club level uh, room <laughs> yeah. and get the uh, the booking, you know, the the extra theme park extra stuff going on, like I am totally making sure you're taken care of because Disney is giving me a cut based on making that reservation for you, and I bet that cut is pretty healthy when you book somebody in a club level room. Sure. So yeah, it's it's going to like I said, that's that's my biggest thing is it's limiting the availability of of fast passes. Uh, and that's, that's kind of crazy, but, and yeah, my, my issue is mostly just the thought, like when preferred parking, we talked about preferred parking and like being able to buy better parking. And I think max pass kind of brought this up a little bit at Disneyland, but it did. And somehow that got that, that was something else I couldn't understand when, when you, when you texted me about this, like. That got turned, you know, that got kicked off because it had such bad press. Yeah. But then, the, and, and maybe it's just because it's not as available as what Max Pass was going to be. Yeah. But it, 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 my issue is more just the thought of eventually having so many upcharge things that are basically required that it's just not fun anymore. Okay. So I feel like we've hashed that one out enough, enough that it's now taken over two right. thirds of tonight's podcast. <laughs> Or, or today's or whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast let's let's end i on, have let's end on something else please okay i have two i'll give you two options okay i got monorail doors opening while people are on the monorail and it's moving Ooh, let's or, let, let, i don't even need the other one let's talk okay. about that okay let's talk so, about how disney still hasn't replaced the monorails that are so dying on this tracks there is a video um that we will link to in the show notes it's a twitter video of someone riding the monorail to epcot and the video doesn't show the doors actually opening they obviously why would you film on the monorail but it shows the open door as the monorail is just cruising down the monorail track and it's it's wide open so apparently this door at some point during the drive or the ride just uh just opened up well, and because that is, because surely it wasn't open when they left, because, right? When they pulled out of the station, right? There's no way that a cast they member would have seen out. that. Yeah, yeah. This comes at the same time that Disney apparently has put "Do not lean on the doors" stickers over all of the doors on the monorails. So could have been that someone on this monorail was leaning on the door and the door went to open, which should be impossible. I was about to say, okay, here's the thing. I, I should be able to run full speed yes, at that door. Yes, and it, and it not should open. not open up. Unless <laughs> unless you activate whatever the emergency release is. Right. And I'm assuming Disney has not come out and said somebody activated the emergency release on this, right? Right. I mean, there are pieces falling off these monorails. They, yeah. they, they are... The oh, my are, gosh. I forgot about that. That huge piece that fell yeah, off the one. That, that just falls off, like, into a parking lot. I mean, yeah. it is time for the monorails to... I mean, and I love the monorail. And I'm not saying get rid of the monorail. Please do not get rid of it. But it is time for Mark 
eight or whatever. Where are we at now? I was just looking. I think we're at Mark seven at right, Disneyland. Disneyland and Mark six still at Walt Disney World. So it's time for the Mark eights, I think, to come out. And I wonder why they're not doing that. I wonder why they haven't replaced these at Disney World. Is it just because there's so many of them? Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got to be what it is. I, I was just I was just looking at this new because again I've not been keeping track of everything, and yeah, they wow. So this door is yeah, and I don't see anything from Disney about it. So yeah, yeah. no, they've been, they've said nothing. That is just that is so wild. And you to can me. see if you watch till the end of the video when they start pulling into the Epcot station. Uh huh. The, the one of the people is like hanging out of the door so that someone will see. That the like door's open? Yeah, Please they're hanging out of the door, like, waving at the cast member, right. like, hi, the door opened. We didn't, we didn't open the door a- after it stopped. No, it's been open this whole time. Right. So, so, and this, this does bring up something that I saw, and, and I don't know who to credit for, but I, I saw somebody make mention of something like this on, on Twitter a, a little while back now, but, you know, talking about monorail upgrades, again, as people have been doing for a while now, because they've been having a couple of issues here and there, uh, maybe a few more here than there, but uh, somebody was suggesting that maybe what would happen if the Mark 8s were like all, what if, what if you got Elon Musk involved <laughs> with, no, no, because think about it, like the reason, one of the big reasons that the monorail build out didn't go any further than what it has is, you know, or at least so as we all understand it is that it just became too expensive to build out all that concrete and all those electrical line and all of that stuff right. that has to go to each place. But if suddenly the monorail was completely self-contained as far as like the, the power and everything needed to run it and mm-hmm. all that you needed was the concrete, like if it didn't have to have all the electrical and all the cable, maybe it would be cheap enough. They could run it out to more places. Finally, maybe, and Dude, maybe these it have, could be a lot smarter and not run into, you know. I don't, these maybe. have been in, in service since 1989. Oh, yeah. 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 The Mark 6s have been around for a long time. So. I had yeah. no idea they were built by Bombardier either. That's so crazy. So I guess the message here is, uh, how do you say open doors? In Spanish. <laughs> Please stand clear of the open door. Yes, yes. Please instead do of, not fall instead out. Of, instead of please stand clear of the doors, uh, it's, it should be open doors. And, <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's what they've been trying to say this whole time. Maybe we've all been misunderstanding that. Because I always took that to mean, please stand clear of the doors because the doors are closing. No, right. please stand clear of the doors because you never know when it's not going to be there. Right. So the Mark 7's been around since 2008. See, even that one's getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah, ten years uh, now. Don't don't look at how long the what because the seven forty seven just finally did its last. <laughs> I mean, stuff stuff is built to last. Stuff Ooh. is built to last. And and eighty nine ninety nine oh nine. I mean, almost thirty years. That's a pretty darn good track record. Let's 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 let the Mark Six go off into the sunset with only a few small things. Before like one just dips right off of the right. off the track or something weird like that, because yeah, this is just this is getting a little unacceptable. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Well, so the reason I looked that up is because I was wondering like why did separate companies build the monorails for Disneyland? The same reason the Mark Six hasn't been replaced. 
it's I, I mean it's got to be it's just money you know hmm. if the if the mark 6 yeah. is still functional but they don't what? wait 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 but in two, in 2008 <laughs> in 2008 yeah. when the mark 7 yeah. came out the mark 6 was still functional it was a little long in the tooth in 2008 and probably smelled a bit like a zoo in 2008 uh, cuz it they always do to me now but <laughs> Yeah, they were they were still functional at that point. I think the I think the problem is we're get, it's getting harder and harder to to call these things functional. And I'm sure that, you know, if you look at the miles traveled and everything, like they probably still have a pretty good safety record, but again, it's not like the piece falling off happened 10 years ago. The piece right. falling off happened I want to. I want to. While say we were doing this podcast, yeah, yeah. I well, and I want to say it was within maybe the last year, year and a half, and then this. Like, I feel like monorail issues are either a being publicized a lot better now, or b, and I think b is more likely happening a lot more often because that that stuff is getting old. So, Brad, that was know. June 2017. See, I told you when the piece it, fell off. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long ago, and oh my goodness. Okay, so. So Disney's charging maybe maybe that's where Theme Park Extra is going to pay for. <laughs> theme Park Extra, aka the Monorail Renovation Fund. Just kickstart it. I'll donate. All uh, we need, all we kick- need is 70 million dollars to build <laughs> new monorails. You know what though, Disney could totally Patreon something like that and, you know, if you or or kickstart whatever. Give me give give people something where, you know, like if you pay so much, you'll get, you know, this part of the monorail will be named after you or your name will be one of the 400,000 that's included in the stripe color. <laughs> there are so many. Yeah, because we're all suckers for anything extra Disney will give us. So bring on bring on the monorail Kickstarter. I am I'm ready to donate today. Well, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.